Ask the Podcast Coach for January 15th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there, over there, there he is, uh, the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Snowy Saturday here in Omaha, Nebraska, but my neighbor's clearing the driveway. That's, That's a pretty beautiful great. thing. <laughs> That's the neighbor you want to keep. He is a, what, he is who's a the good best neighbor? neighbor? The one with the snowblower. <laughs> he is a good, and we both, we, we actually kind of compete with each other. Who can get out there first? Uh, if this was a normal morning, I... I Listen, I wasn't going to do it this morning because I didn't want to come in all, you know, all right, <laughs> all press snow blown. Yes, but he, it's his turn, so he's out doing it this morning. That's very cool. Yeah, when I had a snowblower, it's it's a very Tim Allen home improvement kind of thing where once you get going, you just want to snow blow the whole, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, you got whole run neighborhood. It. You might as yeah. well do everybody's sidewalks and you know, you go go into their driveways and make sure they're taken care of. So it's it's one of those neighborly things. That's an easy thing to do. Yeah, and uh, I always forget to mention this. If you are watching us, we are at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live if you want to come out and ask a question in the chat room. And if you actually want to jump into the video with us, now you don't have to have your camera on. If you're like, look, I'm in my jammies, you can turn your camera off. Uh, Just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And, of course, if you've been out snowblowing, there is an easy way to uh, warm yourself up, and that, of course, is with, that's right, a hot cup of uh, Java, and that Java is brought to you by my buddy Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If you, I was thinking about this today. Somebody I saw in a Facebook group said, hey, I'm using PodPage, but I'm trying to make it look a little better. And I was like, hey, podcastbranding.co, because, you know, if you need banners and stuff like that for your website, Mark can do that. If you need a lead magnet, Mark can do that. If you need the thing I used him for is uh, my show's artwork. If you're looking at Ask the Podcast Coach, that's Mark. If you're looking at a podcast rodeo show, that's Mark. School of Podcasting, that's Mark. If you need a whole website with the, the whole Big Shot Smarty Pants experience, go over and talk to Mark. Not only is he a great graphic artist, but he's also a podcaster and can get you going in the right way, and you will never, ever kind of go yeah here's here's my logo no you'd be going here is my logo check this bad boy out so when you're ready to look professional and uh really just look great oh, i'm already still talking ran out of room podcastbranding.co you caught me off guard there i was watching the watching the timer and was like huh mm. and I, I tried to do the whole i have a minute to do this and and failed miserably but Man. uh we're not done plugging people. Uh, you got a handy dandy no, mug there. Big thanks to Dan over there based on a true story podcast. He just covered Moneyball, which, you know, sometimes it's, he's kind of a World War II specialist in that. So if you're interested in that era, a lot of the movies, he covers that. But recently, uh, one, 196, episode 196, Moneyball. And so and that's been a fairly, that's about baseball and yeah. analytics that goes into it. It's kind of cool. So. If you uh, you need something new to listen to, and that that's just an hour, sixty minutes, uh, Dave. I know some, he sometimes goes a little bit longer. Yeah. But if you're looking, if you need uh, something to fill it in, based on a true story podcast dot com, Dan. Thanks for. You. Yeah, and uh, a quick follow up to uh, episode three seventy five. Uh, we were talking last week about multi languages, 
and we got a uh, an email from Ian. He said, "Hey, I, I missed." Uh, uh, wait, hold on. Um, Somebody thank said, you. Wait, hold on. He, he did. He said, wait, <laughs> hold on a minute. He says, uh, oh, I'd emailed him the answer. I didn't want him to wait. He says, uh, I heard the show today. Thank you both for your answers. According to some reputable sources, almost 60% of Germans have a strong technical understanding of English. I do not know for sure, but many would welcome more practice using the language. Thank you both for dedicating the entire episode. It seems... Uh, to language and inclusion. I particularly like the idea of the stereo solution. That was Jim's idea. And uh, I think it came from the chat, but I I mentioned it. Yeah. With a a language on each side is doable, but I don't know if that approach is worth it uh, to me yet. But, and if most player apps allow that level of control, that's true. You'd have to have some sort of balance control. And I don't know if I have an app. And we, that used to be a knob on things, but so few people use stereo anymore. I mean, I could go in my car and hit some buttons yeah. and move things around, but is that really convenient, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Mm, I don't know. But he says, uh, language is what I do, so the target listenership is multilingual. Uh, speaking of intent, they can understand both uh, English and German, and these are people I want to reach to. Uh, I, will, I, I will, I think, stick to my own language, for now and uh, give due warning when uh, going into German. So uh, thanks to Ian for uh, the follow-up on that. And as I was going out into the old Facebook groups today to look for that, I, I'm seeing a lot of new podcasters. And here's the my, my biggest advice. I see people that are like, I want to start a podcast, but I, I'm not quite sure what I want to talk about. And when I see that, there is a part of me that I don't want to be discouraging and kind of give them the old, you know, but I'm kind of like, I don't know that I would start recording yet, or I don't know that I would start releasing those yet. Go ahead and record all you want. I don't know. I'd make them public yet until you kind of figure out what it is and where you're going. And uh, uh, there's there's that balance though, right? You can get stuck doing that too long where you don't, at some point you got to release something, right? You know, so that's it's a tough balance. I don't think there's a right answer on that one. It's I think when you're comfortable with it, but it's it's hard to to know when do I start putting this out in public because it's 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 hard to get that feedback on those early podcasts outside of your own initial circle, right? You know, yeah. You know? And then I see, and I know we've talked about this, Jim. How did you find your co-host for? Uh, <laughs> Actually, you don't. You have guests, right? That's it. Well, we really... have, no, I have a co-host on, on Home Gadget Geeks. I have a Mike Weger is my yeah. co-host. And Mike's been with me, I don't know, about six years now. Originally, I found him. We were on, when we started the show, I was on another podcast. And they were, you know, they were uh, listeners that we were getting together every mm. weekend and talking anyway. So we were like, why don't we just start a podcast? This was, you know, 2012. So why not just start a podcast? We were starting a podcast for everything. So I found that that way. Uh, Uyghur came, uh, Uyghur had actually applied to be a part of the Geeks Network, which was Dave McCabe, the part of the network I was a part of. And Dave said, hey, this guy's in Omaha. Can you check him out? So I pinged him and said, hey, you know, we see you applied for the network. And can, and it, so we chatted and then we finally met. And then eventually I said, hey, why don't you just come on my podcast? And he just has never left. Just like me here. <laughs> I just like a bad penny. I just keep showing up. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious there was an old saturday night live skit with uh john belushi and it was the the thing that wouldn't go home <laughs> it's just like people were like 
People were like, ugh, boy, sure is getting late. He's like, got any Cheetos? It was just like the thing that wouldn't go home. Well, you listen, you've had those guests, and you 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 put that vibe out there, and then they yeah. start a new subject. Yeah. And you're like, and it's a deep one, too. It's always like, hey, let's talk about quantum physics. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's 1130. I tell you what, you can stay. I'm going to bed. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what we say to our kids when they let when yourself the, out. The time is up. I don't know about you, but we're going to bed, so you're on your own. And they'll stay. Sometimes I've had them go downstairs and keep watching TV. <laughs> I do have a new thing that I, yeah. uh, again, have you ever watched, have you ever done this? You're like, wow, if I consume this content, it's probably going to upset me. Hmm. And then you click play, and it does. And then you're upset at yourself because you're upset because you clicked the thing that you knew was going to upset. It's like, ah. So here's the thing. Have you, do you think there are classes, not like school, like classes as in upper class and peasants and classes in podcasting? Because I listen to a podcast and the, 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 I'm going to leave names out of this. The host name kind of triggers me, uh, shouldn't even brought that up but anyway but the guest is a guy that that likes to say things i swear to just piss people off like he likes to just say things that you're like oh we don't need rss and you're like wait what and so he was talking about classes are you talking about me no 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 no. classes and then he even referred to some people in podcasting as elites and i was like huh look there are people that are more popular but i don't the, the, the reason I was kind of like, huh? And then I'll shut up on it because I want to hear your thoughts. Because when I think about somebody like Jordan Harbinger, right? Jordan Harbinger just got a seven-figure deal from Podcast One. But yet, if you go to an event, he will be glad to sit down and, and have some sort of beverage with you. I don't see him as, and maybe that's, I think we maybe we have different definitions of elites and classes. Uh, Mystic Max is, oh, yeah, we have classes. So, Jim, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, it's just this sticky subject. This is a, it is. Like, I like to call a sticky wicket. Um, I, I don't, there are, listen, anywhere two or more are gathered, there's conflict. So like there, that's just, it, it's just, a, it's human nature. Whenever we group together, we stratify in some way. That's, I mean, that's just kind of part of what makes us human. Um, it, I don't feel like it's as strong. Like there's a, there's a strong upper, upper class. I feel like there's a gigantic middle class. And, and then there are some folks who are doing it well, like who are making a lot of money. If, if we're talking about if, if making money, if the amount of money they make mm. doing this is, is the differentiation, then yes, there definitely is. That's right? true. Right. Now, to your point, what you just said a second ago, how those elite, let's just say they're elite, right? The, let's say the million dollar plus, right? They're making a million dollars or more a year, the elite how they interact with the rest of us is it varies, right? I mean, what, what, what do you think Rogan is like in person? Who who knows? Right. I don't know if he's nice yeah, guy or not. That yeah. would be the thing. Cause I've seen, I've seen Pat Flynn almost get mobbed at yeah. an event where everybody yeah. just wanted to talk to him. And I've also seen Mark Marin just walk into a, an event. We were at a podcast movement thing. And I look up and I go, that looks like Mark Marin. And he walks by and he's in flip flops and shorts. And I was like, Hey Mark. And he's like, Hey, what's up? 
And I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm from Cleveland. Like we're not all morons. Just let you know, we love you. Cause he'd, he'd just come from Cleveland and he had this really bad experience with a morning radio show. Oh. He's like, all right, good to know, man. And he yeah. just kept walking. I was like, I, was, I just had a five second conversation with Mark Marin. I was like, so uh, I just, I guess here's the thing that gets me. If you turn on the news, it's black, white, straight, gay, left, right. Like any mm-hmm. way we can divide ourselves and get each other fighting. I'm like, do we really need to start picking fights in the, you know, I guess I just never want to hear podcasting go, oh, you're one of those. You know, you're, oh, you're a, you're a hobbyist. Oh, I'm not a, oh, you're a, you're a, you know, you're a business guy or you're a, well, I was just like, ah, let's not divide the podcasting space, shall we? We always, I've always heard people talk about, you know, indies versus professionals. And, you know, you've got the NPRs with teams 18 and I'm a army of one. And I was, I don't know. I just, to me, I just want to heard. And and here's the other thing I have to consider the source. There are some people that could say ABC and you have no problem with it. Another person comes up that kind of like likes to poke your bear and they say ABC and you go through the roof. So I was like, huh, interesting. But I just, I don't know. That was just one. I'm like, do we have classes in podcasting? Are there elites? I was like, really? Oh yeah. Yeah. It just depends on how you, how you kind of how you define it. And then, like I'm in a weird situation. I have a very, I'm, uh, you know, I have a very uh, niche, you know, my fame is very niche oriented. So, you know, anybody in the Gallup world, I'm pretty, I mean, I'm pretty well known in that, in that circle. Cause they, we do so much work. You get outside of that. And, you know, we, we have a joke that I'm Gallup famous. That's, we say that all the time. Well, I, you know, <laughs> you're famous. Well, I'm Gallup. Famous. famous. Like, let's be really clear about this. Nobody cares. Like my neighbor doesn't even. So I mean, he, he is out clearing my driveway, but he has no idea. So, um, I think, I think I would say to this day that, you know, be respond with the level of influence that you have in the area. And, and even if you're podcasting and you got five listeners, you've, you've got influence. Those are five right. people that are listening to you, you know, be responsible with the level of influence that you have and, and be careful what you wish for. Like I would never oh. want to, I would never want to be Joe Rogan or have his numbers. Not interested in that. It's not, that's not my, that doesn't support my lifestyle. That doesn't support what I want to do. That's just too much of, yeah, for me, for me, that's just, wa- that's my opinion. I watched a uh, document. I've been, I, I think this is a sign of getting old. I've been watching a lot of documentaries and I really <laughs> like them. And um, Hallmark apparently. Yeah. Well, that's courtesy of my sister-in-law. But uh, I watched a thing, and I forget. I think it was just called the Jesus Music. Oh yeah, and it was. Saw, uh, we went to the movie theater and saw that. Yeah, and it was really interesting. And there was a, a you know, so these are when the uh, contemporary Christian market took off because somebody made an album and it sold a bunch, and the music business went, "Huh, Christians buy music?" Mm-hmm. And then it was like it was on, and you see, it's the story of how it started off as this movement. It got bigger and bigger. Then the suits came in and like, how much money can we squeeze out of this person? And this one person says, uh, they're talking about, uh, how they, I think it was DC talk was a group and they got famous really quick. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, he goes fame. He goes, Ugh. he was just like, you know, he goes like, I, you, you think that's what you want. He goes until you have it. He goes, and then you can't turn it off. And he goes, and when somebody turns it off for you, you kind of wish you had it. He goes, it's, he goes, it messes with your head like nobody's business. He goes, but 
he goes, I don't miss, like, I love the fact that I can now go out in public. And he goes, and I can go, you know, it was like, so that's yeah, what I wouldn't saying. recognize Toby Mac. Like, I wouldn't, I yeah. saw him on that movie and I was like, that's Toby Mac. Like, I yeah. wouldn't recognize him now, but they're, you know, in that, in those circles 20 years ago, like you couldn't go anywhere without being mobbed, you know, from yeah. those guys. Yeah. The, the interesting thing about that too, and this relating it back to podcast is, you know, there's these popular genres within the genre. And so mm. all of a sudden, worship albums became really popular for a while. Michael W. Smith made one. Yeah. It went crazy. Then everybody had to have like everybody had to make a worship album. <laughs> right. And, you know, so you have some of that too in the industry where serial got popular, then all of a sudden true crime. And now everybody has to have a true crime podcast. And you kind of listen to some of them and you're like, yeah, you shouldn't have done this podcast. <laughs> I, I just yeah. saw on Netflix, the number two, like thing that's being streamed on Netflix. It's Alyssa Milano. So that caught my, my attention and it's a true, it's basically a true crime podcast in movie form. She's out to find out who killed her sister or something like that. And I was like, Oh look, it's a true, it's a, cri- it's a crime solving thing. <laughs> look at that. Yeah. It's, another one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I, you know, some people love them. Like people love them there. I'm not, I, there, it's a it's a it's a it's a valuable genre yeah but it just gets that's the kind of thing people just start piling on you know and then eventually it runs its course people kind of get like we're kind of tired of it and so then people move on and something else kicks in yeah uh gary says that amy grant had a pretty good crossover she what was, inter- she what was interesting price, though she paid it, the price that was the thing that uh I, I have a clip of it that i'm somehow going to use in another podcast somewhere i was like i'm taking that out and it's this um, record guru guy, right? Marketing guru, business, you know, music business guy. He says, what was interesting is Amy Grant got divorced. And literally he goes, um, he goes, the interesting thing about Christian audiences is they don't, they don't forgive people like at all. And he said, he goes, if you had a country uh, band and somebody did something wrong, maybe and he goes, he goes, their audience would forgive them because they like them. He goes, and in Christian audiences, he goes, she got pulled from, he, he's like, and he, what was weird is um, she she ended up, she was going to go on a like a three-person tour. It was Amy Grant and so-and-so and so-and-so, and they were going to pay her less, even though she'd sold like three times more than anybody else on that tour. And she said, uh, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, no, thank you. And then she was going to open up for another band called Mercy Me, and Mercy Me started to take crap for it. And she said, hey, just take me off the bill. And the guy in Mercy Me said, Bart, no, Bart. No, yeah, yeah, Bart, uh, yeah, yeah Bart something, Simpson, uh, yeah, something. That's I what I want to say, but that's not his name. It'll come <laughs> but, to me in a second. But he was such a good guy because he said, look, if those people that aren't forgiving uh, won't come to my show, he goes, I, I don't want them at my show. That's not my target audience. So I was like, oh, very, very cool. So. Anyway, if you get a chance, I got that on. Uh, I just canceled my DVD version of Netflix, but that was the reason. Seriously? Yeah, and, but that's why because you can't stream that on Netflix. Wow, dude, it was only true. available on DVD. The other thing wow. is, oh, sure. is um, I saw a great another documentary. I'll, I'll talk about here after we get done thinking. Of course, our uh, our awesome supporter here, or our our teacher's pet, our most valuable player. Um, Everybody that is a supporter, you can see them at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. 
And uh, we always like to think, uh, or I need to figure out which, what, talk about branding confusion. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. Either one will take you to the same page. Um, but we always like to talk about James over at the Dog Podcast Network. If you have a little pooch or a hound or a big giant 110-pound German Shepherd that you're trying to squeeze into a Toyota Prius, that's a lot of fun. Uh, go over to dogpodcastnetwork.com. He's got short shows that are kind of designed to be used while you're, you know, walking the dog. Or if you need longer shows, he's got those as well. It's really everything you like. If you are a dog lover, you're going to find something over there at dogpodcastnetwork.com. And of course, we uh, ask the podcast coach runs on pod page. You can uh, check it out yourself. Go to tripodpage.com. And when you think of podcasting, think school of podcasting.com. And when you think of gadgets, think of home gadget geeks at, uh, wow, thanks. That's always nice. at <laughs> we're not for everybody. That should be my tagline, we're, you know, tech for the average guy, but we're not for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So you can, again, go over to another one, ask the podcast coach.com slash awesome. Uh, the other thing I actually wrote a, a post on this on medium people were kind of losing their minds because on Bloomberg there was an article that said podcasting hasn't had any hits lately. And, and it don't, I, even in my medium article, I was like, well done. You sucked me in. It's the new version of podcasting is dead. And it was all about, you know, we had cereal, we've had this, we've had that, but there's no been like, and I was like, podcasting doesn't really have hits. And I said, Saying podcasting doesn't have hits, it's like saying the Hallmark Channel doesn't have hits. I said, but on the other hand, going back to my sister-in-law, who is a Hallmark Channel addict, like not only did she watch every single new Christmas movie, and if she gets with somebody who watches the Hallmark Channel, oh, my God, it's like they're talking a whole different language. And like those people have watched those movies twice. So it's it's not that there hasn't been this huge thing, but that's where, to me, you know, that's where newspapers talk about money, uh, I, I guess, health, business and politics, you know, things that everyone kind of in theory should be somewhat interested in. But when you get into these niche topics, you're not going to have somebody doing a show on, I don't know, um, fitness after 60 or something. It's like, well, I'm 24. Why would I listen to that? So everybody was kind of getting up in arms about that. And I was like, eh. and, and as I was writing it, I was like, well, this is just a podcasting is dead story, which if you're new to podcasting, those used to come out about every two years. Somebody would be like, ah, podcasting is dead. And all the podcasters would go, how dare you? And, you know, that was the whole nine yards. Get up in arms and clickbait. And, and I actually think the article that needs to be written is the impending. I mean, YouTube continues to compete with podcasters in, in its, in not just, not just pure audio form, but, but mind share. And I just think it's, uh, you know, if there's, if there's one thing, like I'm watching way more YouTube now than I ever did and I'm listening to podcasts less. And so I, I just think there's a, there's a, well, I think they call that, I think uh, they call it a share of ear now. Yes. It, right. And I, and I think YouTube is from, from a, if you're not, if you're not both, if you're a podcaster and you're not doing some kind of YouTube offering, I, I think you need to consider it in some way. And then, listen, every podcast doesn't need to be on YouTube, but I, I, we definitely need to. I mean, it, it's and YouTube is a juggernaut and you just can't ignore it. Yeah, I need to. This is now 
I think I've gone every other week so far in 2022 putting out a video and I'm like, it's, it's just one of those things where every, everybody else has the same exact thing. It's not even new. Like I have a YouTube channel, but it's not uh second nature, I guess at this point. Yeah. And it takes yeah. a little more work and there's just a uh, little bit of part of my brain that goes, eh, that's going to be, it's not like, yay, let's do it. And so consequently I'm, and I'm, I'm talking about doing like a minute or two video, just like, Hey, did you know that, you know, blah, 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 a great way to find a co-host for your podcast is to start it and then ask somebody to join right. as opposed to asking someone to join something that doesn't exist yet brought to you by the school of podcasting.com. And I, I I can't get myself to somehow fire up a you know hit the record button on the video. I'm like, okay. well, and I don't I don't know if you should. Just to be honest, those kinds of I mean, YouTube the 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 the, the, the most subscribers now the YouTubers that are getting most the most subscribers are lo- actually long form content mm-hmm. that is DIY in nature that it, that are telling stories of what people are doing. They're just recording their life, right? It's it's true reality. It's what reality TV should have been. <laughs> like it's right. they're they're doing their own productions. They're not making this stuff up. There's very little production in it, and those have gotten on on YouTube very very um, very popular. And so, you know, again, it's just share of ear. I'm, I'm not saying you should all of a sudden just go to YouTube and just start throwing stuff out there. One of the things um, I've been doing over the last couple of weeks is I moved. We do now. The Home Gadget Geeks recording, the YouTube recording that we do on Thursdays, we now release at noon on Saturdays as a premiere. I am down here uh, anyways, right. uh, listening to Cigar Authority and uh, editing, you know, putting my podcast together. Why not just throw that out there and be there for a premiere? And we pick up six to ten folks that jump in the chat room. I, I'm starting to get I'm starting to get individuals who couldn't show up on Thursday night and still get the live experience because we're chatting. Right. It's video. Yeah, they can't affect the video, but it's video and we're chatting. So I think there's I mean, that's a kind of a different way of using YouTube to to draw your current audience in. So I don't think it has to be TikTok videos on right. YouTube. Like, you don't we don't we don't we don't have unless that's what unless that's your thing. If you're super creative and you can do that, then do it. Right. Yeah. I keep hearing more and more people saying that, you know, if you're getting into podcasting and you're doing audio you're you're kind of missing an opportunity if you're not doing video and i was like i agree with that i just i'm not sure it's going to be for everyone i see people in the chat room saying i have a face for radio so well we do it here this is like right i mean we're video first on this one and and yeah it goes out as an audio podcast but i don't think we'd have the audience i mean if it was just audio if we were just doing audio i'm not sure we'd have the audience that we have i mean i kind of like to see this now, does it get gigantic replays? No, but our audience is super engaged in what we're doing. Like, they're very engaged. Same folks come out every Saturday morning, same time, right? That's an engaged audience. You know, plus we have all the little scrolling stuff and things that pop up. And, yeah. you know, right yeah. now I'm going to throw Coach Dave on the on the screen here. Coach Dave says, I started on video and upgraded, he says in quotation marks, my life to audio only. I assume separate feed if you want to add a video. Stuffing a video down the only the audio only shoot can be a snake eating a pig. Yeah, I don't recommend mixing formats. I mean, I know some people, and that's just mm, I, I was yeah, I wouldn't do. I would if I was going to do a video podcast, I would definitely have a a separate feed for that. 
Um, I, have, I have two home gadget geeks has a video large and a video small feed. Yeah. I didn't want to do it, but my audience asked. And so we, I made those feeds. They get a couple hundred downloads each, which is a, it always surprises me. I was like, mm, is somebody making those numbers up? But they're not. They're, they've subscribed to the video feeds. It's what I do. That's how I do it. Well, and that's it. Your audience asked for it. And that's really, I they think. They did. They didn't want YouTube. I said, go to YouTube. They're like, we don't want YouTube. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, well and again, you know, your audience is a little more geeky. and They are very nerdy. You know, yeah, very nerdy. So uh, Craig says, I often, I'm often torn between live streaming for YouTube or an edited video. I uh, I had a member of the school of podcasting, and it's kind of weird because I, I tried, tried, I put my toe in the water trying to learn a little more about Descript this week. And I went to their website, and it's weird because on one hand, I really appreciate the fact that they have all these little baby tutorials about each feature, but I wanted a like 15 minute, let me put it on one and a half speed once over. Let me show you how to, the, the greatest hits of Descript or whatever, what it does. And I just couldn't find one. So I asked him, I go, where did you learn Descript? And he goes, yeah, YouTube. And I was like, oh, cause I was on their website and a couple other things, but I was trying to uh, get that. But I say that because uh, Descript, not only this is the one where it translates your podcast, you delete the words in the transcripts and it deletes the words in your audio in theory. And from what I've seen, it works most of the time. I didn't know it did video. And he, he was really surprised. He said, it's funny when I went in, deleted the, the words out of the script. Yes, it deletes it out of the audio. He goes, it also deletes it in the video. And he goes, and without even trying, I made a bunch of jump cuts and it looked like I did it on purpose. He goes, because I'm cutting out ums and you knows and filler words. And he goes, it made it look just like, well, a YouTube video. A Max, <laughs> a max Headroom. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it, it really wasn't that bad because if you think about it, unless you're standing and pivoting a lot like I'm doing today, you know, you're, you, you usually don't move a whole lot on screen if you're just talking into them because you want to stay close to the microphone. So it doesn't create anything. Uh, D- Descript also... Um, is now uh, M1, you know, for the for the Apple yeah. Mac M1. They they now are taking advantage of that chip a little bit better. So I really, it's probably time I look at them again. I, I looked at them early uh, for editing. I don't do a ton of video editing, and when I do, I just kind of prefer to do it myself. Yeah. But if you are if you are trying to clean up video in a way, I think and be more efficient with it, I think Descript would probably be the, be the way to go. I think there. The, their solution that they're coming up with is is interesting because they're doing more than just editing with it. I think there's some with the transcripts and some of the things they're doing behind the scenes. And there's, you know, the way they do their audio and video stuff is a little bit of deep fakery going on, right? I mean, I, there's there's some of that element in there. And, and I think that's interesting, right? I think we should be paying attention to it from an audio standpoint. I think if I was doing full-time editing, that may be a tool I'd want to have in my toolbox, Dave. Yeah. Or, you know, that's a, it's a pretty, pretty powerful tool. So it's, I think it's probably much like Jarvis. It's probably worth a second look sometime this spring just to kind of say, what are they doing? I have Jarvis and I get it, but there are times when I haven't start typing in a topic and I need to then go fact check it. And I was, (laughs) and I was like, if I got to fact check what you're bringing in, like Uh, it kind of defeats the whole good point. Yeah. Um, 
Coach Dave says it used to be where I could not imagine anyone wanting to watch a talking head in today's mask on everywhere society. Seeing a face is probably something to reconsider. That's a good point. We could talk like this for the rest of the for the yeah. rest of the show. Uh, is this a repeat, Gabrielle? No, we are live. If I had a newspaper, remember those? I would show it up to show today's date. But she uh, having a deja vu, or is, I don't know. That's kind of weird. It's January fifteenth, two thousand and twenty-two. <laughs> Yeah. Did we say um, something? I, I have said a few things I've said before, but. I, well, it's welcome uh, to podcasting where we answer right. the same six questions. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but no, I watched a, another documentary as hey, I was be- going. Before you go. Can oh, you, yes. Can you support me a little bit here? Yeah. It's, it's been a long He's thirsty. I watched a documentary on Les Paul. And if you're like, who's Les Paul? Number one, he designed a guitar that if you've ever seen Led Zeppelin, if you've any band, I have one in another room. Les Paul's one of the biggest uh, guitars ever. And this guy was an inventor and he invented multi-track recording. So right now, you know, when I look at this little gizmo that records four tracks and stereo, this is the size of a checkbook. He invented multi-track recording and he stands in front of the machine that was an eight track recorder. And it was about seven feet tall. It was amazing. And this was a guy that just said like, he uh, he did some stuff with speeding up and slowing down tapes. He wanted to invent sounds that people had never heard. And the thing I loved about it that made me laugh so hard is he's a guitar player. And he said, uh, this other guitar player was talking to him and he said, man, you know, Les, there's a guy that plays and he goes, he plays above the third fret. And Les goes, nobody plays above the third fret. And this guy did. And they're like, all of a sudden it was like, wait, we're allowed to play above the third fret. And I didn't realize, I knew Les Paul was a big inventor. He invented like the Echoplex and a bunch of other things that if you, if you like music, all roads lead to Les Paul basically. And uh, I didn't realize what a good player he was. This guy could shred back in like the thirties, but he did a thing. It was him and his wife, Mary Ford, and he invented multi-track. And so she would do harmonies with herself. And it was just a sound that nobody ever heard. Like, wow, these voices blend so well together. Well, it's the same voice. That's why. So, um, I, as I listened to that, I was like, we yeah, need they, more. They li- pioneered that by the way, that same voice harmony. Nobody was doing that before. Yeah. And if you ever listen to Boston, the, oh, the, yeah. the, the group Boston, a lot of the guitar playing is yeah. influenced by all that work that he was a big, big fan of Les Paul. Yeah. Tom so Schultz. Guitar, yeah. Guitar harmonies. That's all. That's all that work. It's super cool. Well, the thing I loved about it is in the, the documentary, it shows now Les lived to be 94, but when he was 90, there was a jazz club in New York and they would prop him up on a chair and he wasn't really, you know, he's 90, but he, he found a different pick that he could hold and he played a little, but it was mostly people that had been influenced by him coming to kind of play homage to him and to say, wow, I got to play with Les Paul. So it was really interesting, but I just thought it was, and he just explained how he had an endless curiosity and, and uh, finally bringing this back to podcasting because I think that's kind of what makes a good interviewer is if you're really curious, but he, they had stories like his mom had a player piano. And so like he went in with a pin and started poking holes in it and then putting tape over some of the other holes just to see what it would do. And his first amplifier, he took a phone. Now this is, if you can think of uh, it's a wonderful life, that movie where, where, um, uh, what's, what's Jimmy Stewart's, um, 
Bailey, George Bailey. So George, George and Mary are talking over the phone and it's that really awkward thing where they've got the phone and it's one piece. It's got a mouthpiece and a stick. And then the, the dialer thing is at the bottom. Mary. Oh, Zuzu. Oh yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. You're crazy. Anyway. <laughs> Zuzu. Zuzu's pedals. Oh yeah. That's oh, the most yeah. awkward kiss in movie history. But anyway, yes. yeah. he, I say that to say there's a phone there and Les Paul took it, the mouthpiece and put it on a broomstick. And then somehow wired it to go to speakers. So I just say that to go, we, A, we need more creativity in podcasting. And uh, somebody going, I want to do something that nobody's ever done before. And I was like, because we all kind of. That's the key, Dave. That's the key. Do things that people haven't done before. And you're going to, like, when you do that, you're going to take a little heat for it. Like, people are going to be like, that's weird. Like, what are you doing that for? and, And not, listen, not all those things. We've had plenty of folks try things that didn't work but i think if you're doing something and you're doing something different and you're really enjoying it and this is you know in, in Les paul's case he did some i mean he he experimented with sound on a lot of different things and a lot of stuff he did didn't work but a mm. few he did really did work and worked well i mean we're different today we listen to music differently today because of him and so that i think that's one of those things yet Nobody would say, you know, most people, most of the kids today would have no idea what that name even means. Right. Right. And yet a lot of the music they listen to is influenced or has roots in the work he did. So I think if you're in that situation, you're doing something different and maybe nobody's paying attention, but you're really enjoying it. Just keep doing it. Like enjoy it. Why wouldn't you? you Well, the, the, there was a scene in it where Van Halen had brought, Les Paul on stage and it's Eddie saying, look, he goes, we couldn't do what we do without you. And, uh, it was, it was kind of cool. And it was like, Oh wow. Those two guys are probably jamming right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Eddie Van Halen to recognize that. I mean, that's yeah. so, like Eddie Van Halen. You think, you know, we, we grew up in the eighties thinking just, he's just a shredder. That guy might've been one of the smartest guitar players uh, of, of his time. And he well, was just, you know, he's just brilliant. They were talking about how when Les Paul's, you know, uh, music came on the radio, there were all these people going, wait, how's he, how's he doing that? What's, huh? And they just, they said they would sit there and they put the needle back on the record and they're like, wait, no, how's he, wait, what? And I'd had the exact same reaction all the way back in 1978 when a buddy of mine called me and my other friend that was a guitar player down to his house and we listened to Van Halen one and we listened to Eruption which is this guitar solo by Eddie Van Halen the whole time going, maybe he's got really big hands. Like maybe he's got, it just, we had no idea what was doing that. So it's just, but again, he did something creative that wasn't really his. I mean, there are people that say, I think it was buddy guy, buddy guys, the first guy I saw that played with both hands, but there's probably somebody before buddy, but you know, Eddie took that idea and ran with it. And again, creative, something that you hadn't heard before. So I, I kind yeah. of, there is a part of me that goes, uh, like I should write that down as like a question of the month. Like, does anybody know, like what's the most unique podcast you listen to? Cause I was like, Hmm, I don't know that I listen to anything that's that. That is a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Or who's so, on the edge. Who's on the cutting edge of this. I mean, who's really doing something new. That's, that's probably a question we all could ask ourselves. Like what's new in the industry. What kind of new, 
we kind of uh, it's it's a double edged sword because some, sometimes we kind of poo poo that new stuff like ah the kids yeah get off my lawn <laughs> you know but well, um I wonder who's doing stuff new. I was listening to an episode of uh it's Tom Webster show uh it's something like that's what I heard or hold on I got it um and the the episode was about Detroit's best schnitzel and in it he's talking about how. Yes, the best snitch on in Detroit. The show is called I Hear Things, which is funny because I just said in a couple episodes ago, it's my favorite show, and yet I can't remember the name of it. I Hear Things by Tom Webster. And he talked about, there's a part in it where he talks about how podcasting is, is gaining on radio. And he said, well, wait a minute. He goes, let's look at that. Because when we talk about radio, it's not really fair because radio has something that podcasting doesn't have, and that is the ability to play music. He said, so let's look at radio or let's look at podcasting versus talk radio. And he said in 2014, for every one hour of podcasting you listen to, you would listen to 10 hours of talk radio. Fast forward to now for every one hour of podcasting that you listen to one hour of podcast, you listen to two hours of radio. And he was talking about how we're just catching up because, you know, hey, and he, he explained it because kind of going back to this creativity thing on radio, you talk about sports and politics and money and maybe sex, you know, I'm going to throw in sex. I don't think Tom did, but those are the things which again is kind of like a newspaper. And now podcasting is sprinkling in all the other flavors that radio won't touch because you can't get it anywhere. And I was like, Hmm. Yeah. Oh, Kyle has a point here. This isn't a genre. I, I don't ignore on purpose. I just, I, I should check it out. Uh, the folks doing audio drama and audio are, are doing all the edgy stuff in podcasting. Yep. Uh, he says, then there's a guy who did the podcast. It's just 30 minutes of silence. It's out there. It's kind of, I was going to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 20 minute power nap starting now. And then just have nothing. And then in 20 minutes, like have a, okay. Gently, you, no, gently wake you up. That would be a thing. Like you could, you know, come in really come in. Okay. Where I know you, I know you don't want to get up, but it's, it's actually time now. Yeah. I know you don't gently, want to go back to work. But. Gently open your eyes. Take a deep breath. Yes. That's crusty stuff on your lips. <laughs> uh, but uh, thank you, you for know. listening. Thank you, you for listening. Yeah, now we're listening to the. Well, they have shows, you know. Yeah. Uh, Drew does uh, sleep with me, and that guy was making serious bank on a podcast geared to put you to sleep. That was creative when you think about it. That was yeah. when that came Solves out. The pe- problem, right? When people when that first came out, we're like, wait. So you're the the goal of your show is to put people to sleep. Uh huh. Does it work? It works very well, apparently. <laughs> and that was funny because he had to put all of his. Uh, all of his sponsors at the beginning because yeah, he'd be asleep. <laughs> well, you don't really want the mid roll. You yeah. could, you could throw in some, you know, you could right. throw in some drink some, more milk, drink yeah, exactly. more milk. Exactly. You wake up, you're like, why am I craving Taco Bell? <laughs> uh, well, Michael Delaney says, Oh my God, help us. Yeah. He's not like the sleep show. By the way, thank you, Michael Delaney. I did go to, uh, I did go to my P.O. box, and he sent me a lovely Christmas gift, so thank you for that. I do appreciate that. So I did get it, and uh, yeah, the P.O. box is one of those things I go to about every two weeks, and it never fails that I'll go there and 
there'll be nothing there. And then somebody go, did you go to the PO box? And it's like the next day it's there. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, coach Davis saying there are a million apps to do the sleep nap, wake up thing. I have my own app for that. It's called lunch. And the minute I get done with my lunch, I turn on the TV. And the next thing I know, I like, I have a, a alarm set in my living room now. Cause there are times when I just, I don't know, something with food that just makes me tired. And I, well, it's maybe it's that Casey's pizza that you're having for, <laughs> that you're having for lunch, just knocking, knocking you out. Yeah. There's, yeah. this is an area, uh, is the chat rooms letting us know this, this is an area, this sleep and relaxation. It's real popular right now. And so, but it wasn't, there was a time when it wasn't, there was a time when it was new. So, you know, there, there may be some areas that you're, some things, some talents you have that haven't been exposed yet um, in, in the space and uh, maybe opportunity to try your own creative, you know, your own creativity on it. I, I prefer, you know, I do a lot of DIY stuff and I could be recording all that. Sometimes I'm like, why am I not? That's so popular right now. Cause I don't want to like, I literally, it slows you down. It's, you got to do all these things. I don't know how these guys do it. Like I just, the whole, it takes four times longer to record a project. I don't, I don't want to do that. I sure enjoy consuming it and I've learned a lot from it. Right. Uh, you know what? I'll just do my projects and not record them, but that's, that's me, right? That's what I want to do. And so it doesn't mean everything is recording worthy that you do. You should, but there, I, there, I bet there is something out there that you do better than anybody else or you do really well and you enjoy doing it and you could teach others to do it as well. So I think that's, that's uh, worth some introspection anyways. Yeah. I remember when podcasting first started, it was, I was just telling somebody about this the other day, how it's kind of odd because when I went to the first one in Ontario, California, it was the very first podcast kind of conference. And at the time we were all kind of somewhat anti-radio because you couldn't get on the radio. It was completely controlled. And we were like, ha, we found a way to reach a global audience. We'll show you. And people were doing crazy stuff, just cussing like sailors because, you know, you couldn't do that on the radio. Um, I remember one guy had a show called The Daily Download, and he would record it in the morning while he was in the bathroom. You can you can connect the dots on that. It was like, well, yeah, he's doing that. You know, and just, um, I think I've, have I talked about, uh, yeast radio on this show before? Uh, no, I don't think yeast so. Yeast radio was, uh, hosted by yeast, like yeast the, re- yeah. like the leaven, like leaven bread. bread. Yeah. But yeah. It, it was, it was more of a, I think a, a nod towards, um, oh, somebody Google yeast radio. It was, um, uh, I just remember she would call herself the bloated lesbian. Um, like, welcome. Welcome to Yeast Radio, and she was from kind of Joy Z kind of thing, cussed like a sailor, and then um, Madge Weinstein. There we go. Thank you, Brain. Madge Weinstein hosted Yeast Radio, and the fun thing about Madge was, number one, she cussed like a sailor, had this tremendous accent, and would just say stuff that you would never say in public. So, again, way over the top. And then uh, Madge came to that first conference, and uh, Madge was a dude. It was a character. So again, super creative. And mm-hmm. so I, if, if that stuff is happening and I'm, I'm pretty sure it probably is, it's just not back then, you know, you were one of 35 podcasts. Mm-hmm. So it was easy. I mean, we all knew each other. And, uh, so, and I remember, I forget the other one. There was one guy that was doing a podcast where he kept just bashing his wife and we're like, how long until she figures out how to 
listen to a podcast and that show was over. And the answer was a little over a year. <laughs> so it wasn't, that wasn't an act. That was, it, no, that, that was, was real. That was yeah, real. That yeah. Was real. Yeah. Um, coach Dave says back in 2005, I did my first series. It cost a hundred dollars an hour for sound booth and editor. Holy cow. It took five people to edit my scripts before I took them into the booth. It took days to get back to uh, the final. Yeah. What's it? What's now? What is it like? You know, fast forward uh, 17 years. Now, what's the uh, the process? So what's your process, Jim, when you for home gadget geeks? Do you like I know you have a lot of times you have your now you said you have a co-host, but like if you're doing yeah. an interview, how does that work? Do you, we do you write really up a bunch just of questions? Do- no, we just, I kind of, uh, I kind of invite folks on for a reason. I want them to talk about something specific. So we chat about that a little bit in advance. Like, Hey, what this last week though, I had a co-host from long ago back on. I know, I know him. I know what he wanted to talk about two minutes before the show. It's like, okay, let's zero in on a couple subjects. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Okay. These are ones we got to two of the three. And it was fine. I invited him back. We didn't get to the third one, and we needed to talk about it. So in the post-show, I scheduled him for a month from now so he could come back and do the the third topic. So Home Gadget Geeks is very free-flowing. Gallup, different, whole different process. I mean, we schedule 90 days out. I've got, We do have a set of questions. Kind of, We send them some things to think about. We're looking for something in particular. We do pre-calls associated with it. But it's still the same, like the feel of both those podcasts are the same because I influence them in what we do. So they're just Mm -hmm. conversations. We want them just to be helpful conversations for people. And so we try to make really the goal is to make the guest be a star. That's the goal. Like if you can make your guest, you can make your guest. Exactly. No. And that's the, the, the secret when I, when I finally learned that, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, whatever it was, everything changed. It was like, oh, oh, that's right. This isn't about me. This is about them. And how do I make my guest really shine? And so I think if you can do that, you'll you'll have few enemies, not no enemies, but you'll have few enemies. And and I think it makes for really good listening when you do that. You know, it's it's, it's your job to make your co-host or guest look great. That's it. And uh, podcast father, not pod father, because we all know there's only one of those. Says I used to be called a radio reject. There are a lot of guys that are on that, you know, a lot of consultants now that used to be on the radio. So yeah, I'm Steve Jobs called an amateur hour, right? When when it <laughs> when they first started. And it kind of was, just to be honest. Like oh, taking well, again. radio radio had a very defined skill set with it and a very defined expectations. And then you have these podcasters coming in and going, ah, let's just throw all that stuff out. Early on, you're like if you're expecting radio quality out of a podcast early, you'd be confused. You'd be like, uh, well, it's not radio. That's the whole point. Yeah. So those early days, there was a lot of that. Well, that's the thing that kind of gets me now is it seems like we're all trying to sound like radio. Like we're all like, Oh, we're going to have ads and we're going to do this. And I was like, yeah. we're, and I was like, eh, we'll be back not- in just a moment. Yeah. But before, let me tell you <laughs> oh, a little bit about HelloFresh. <laughs> my favorite is we're running out of time. I'm like, what is the afternoon crew coming in? I'm like, what's I'm running out of time. You don't run out of time on a podcast. Well, you kind of do, though. If you're well, I- if your audience expectation is an hour and you're right. an hour, you're kind of running short on time. What should we say? That's a good I think that's a better question. Like when you're coming up, say you have an hour long and your your audience is expecting an hour and you you you're like, hey, 
to keep up with the audience expectation. What do you think we should say? I would say, so let's say you, you get done, or I get done saying something. I might say, Jim, how would you summarize everything we said today? That's a polite way to just turn the car around and like, hey, we're, we're wrap. Instead of saying I'm running out of time, just wrap up. Just wrap up. And an easy way to wrap up things is like, so how would you summarize the main point from today's discussion? And then you say it and you go, all right, well, thanks so much for tuning in. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like us on Patreon, yada, 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 blah, 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 I guess. To me, I just giggle when somebody says, well, we're running out of time. I'm like, why? Why? This is a good conversation. There's no such thing as too long, only too boring. I'm like, and you're not boring me. So one of of the things I disagree with that, Dave, I disagree with that because I think there's an audience expectation like our audience expectation on on um, called the coaches an hour. And if I go over an hour, I've blown the expectation. And so I, I, I do have a time. I have an audience, yeah. ex, ex, you know, time I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it all the time, but yeah. if I was in, and here's why Elsie Escobar on she podcast was interviewing, um, the host of Ben Franklin's world who I can see in my head and I cannot remember her name. It'll come in a second. Uh, it'll come in a second. Yes, my brain is is uh, slow in the morning. <laughs> like an old but, AS400. Well, I can it'll see her. Back. She's got her glasses. Anyway, and she was doing the history of radio and how it kind of has screwed the pooch, for lack of a better phrase. And she got about three-fourths of the way through, and Elsie's like, well, we're out of time. And I was like, no, it's a podcast. Why are you running? Yeah. I want to hear the rest of this. I was like, and she's like, we'll I have to bring it back. And I'm like, no, just finish the conversation. And, and I always point to... Everybody loves to talk about interviews. I did I did a brain dump on interviews, and it was an hour and 10 minutes. My show is usually around 30 to 40 minutes. So it was longer, and I didn't have a single person complain. In fact, I had other people say I had to listen to it twice and take notes. So I'm a, I'm a big fan. Now, I get what you're saying. You can't just be 10 minutes one week and 70 the next and then 30 and fun. But I think if every now and then you, you – you go a little outside the lines. I think you're okay. Yeah. No, that, well, and I that and maybe the the thing the right thing to say at that point is, you know, generally we stick to about a 60 minute format, but there's so much great. We're going to go another 15 minutes, just yeah. to, right. That may be a instead of running out of time, we're going to extend this a little bit more. We hope you stay with us and continue the conversation um, going. That might be a better way to do it. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Coach Dave says today's process. I asked him what's his process. Remember, he was talking about the guy is writing the script and all that he says i imagine my scripts in the shower it's a great place to work uh record in my towel and have the episode in editing before my next snack five days then five hours yeah so things have sped up considerably and less of a team and things of that so that's uh that's i think awesome. expectations have changed too i think we are do i don't know if the quality is high as it used to be but i don't think it needs to be because things are changing so fast I think the expectation is I'm okay with less quality because I know just get me what I need. I'm not going to get hung up on if it's perfect or not because it's going to change so fast that it, it's going to, this is going to, this video is going to be out of date in two or three or four weeks anyways. So let's just get it out there. Yeah. I'm always a fan of as long as the audio quality doesn't distract me from what's being said, then I'm, uh, then I'm good. Um, I did want to talk because I have a toy here sitting here. Tiana asked, I'm going to a conference next Friday. I think I'm going to meet some interesting people. How would you ask if they would do an interview for your podcast? 
Um, so if I'm talking to Jim and he says, uh, I've done a podcast and so far I'm up to X amount of numbers, I would go, wow, Jim, that's amazing. Would you be interested in sharing how you did that? I have an audience of podcasters and their goal is to grow their audience. And obviously you're doing great. Um, I would love to have you on my show. Is that something you'd be interested in? And if Jim goes, get out of here, kid, you bother me. I'll be like, okay, thanks. Thanks. I, I you know, it's great meeting you. Uh, here's my business card. If you ever change your mind, but I, I don't. Yeah. I think I just ask, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there are some people that are super busy that might turn down a podcast interview. I don't, I don't know. I, unless it was something like a knitting show, I don't know that I would turn you're, down. You're going to get a variety of answers. You're going to get folks who handle their own scheduling and it'll, right. it'll be like, oh, I need to check. Right. And sometimes that's a delay that you, you lose them. So, or they'll say, yeah, no, I'm super interested. You might catch them at a good time or they're like, yeah, no, I'd be super interested. Here's my, you know, let's exchange cards or however you do that these days. Right. And, uh, and let's get it done. You may have some who, you know, I've had this happen too, where I've gone against, I've gone for a high profile and they say, oh yeah, contact my office. And then it's, yeah. it's just endless delays of, you know, and by the way, the bigger the deal they are, the more flexible you need to be because you will absolutely get bumped for something more important. <laughs> you know, they're, you're scheduled to do it Thursday at one o'clock. All of a sudden they're getting a call from somebody at one o'clock that's more important than you. They will absolutely say, hey, so-and-so is no longer available at that time. Can we move this? So if you're going to do, if you're, if you're looking for celebrities or folks that are really busy, that kind of thing, chances are you're going to need to be flexible. If you're not flexible, the odds of you getting that interview are going to go way down. And, and you, you just have to be flexible with them. And then there are some people that the assistant is just not a nice person. And they probably and don't really not to be a nice person, by the way. Yeah. And, uh, because I, my favorite is still Tara Lee Cobble. I wanted to have her on my show. She had 2 million downloads in our 75 million downloads in two years, something like that. Amazing number. And originally she was going to come on my show. And then her assistant said, can you send me over the questions? And I did. And I said, here's what we're going to focus on. And obviously we're going to promote your community. We're going to do this and this, here's how you're going to benefit but here are the questions I want to get. In. And it was very much more about podcasting. She's a, a person that talks about faith and God and Jesus and the whole nine yards. So, and all of a sudden, not only was she not available, then this was in July. She wasn't available for the rest of the year mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she was sick. And I was like, Oh, come on, just yeah. be honest. Yeah. But um, one thing I, I have is these. So here's a, a business card with my, just my email and it explains what I am. But that has now been replaced with this. And you say, Dave, what is this? This is uh, from, it's a company called Link, L-I-N-Q. Uh, or if you go to supportthisshow.com slash link, and I'm trying to get a link as I'm doing this on camera. Uh, here we go. And so what this does, and it's kind of weird in my case because I have my phone here. And if I put this on the back of this, it will, in theory, if I have this the right way, if I'm not over it, in theory, it should be. Hmm. Why is, oh, because I'm in Clubhouse. Clubhouse is somehow hogging. But in theory, normally I just touch this to the back of the phone and there's a fun NFT and something I'm sure Jim knows maybe. Yeah. There's some sort of chip no, in this. NFC. NFC, thank you. And it's much like Apple Pay. And what it does 
is it takes, and, and this is what I like about it. I have an app that I can make multiple pages. So if I'm at a show all about, I don't know, weight loss, I might just send them a little page about my weight loss show. Or I can say, nope, if somebody scans that, send them to, so in my case, I have, if you go to uh, powerofpodcasting.com, you'll see my link page, which for the record, I kind of hate those things where you have a link tree, but that's basically what I do. And what I love about these, I get to see how many people clicked on stuff and which, what stuff did they click? So this was about, now I got, you can get them much cheaper. I had mine with my logo on it. So I want to say it was 40 bucks. And originally I was like, holy cow. And then I looked at what's a box of business cards and it's like 20, 30 bucks. And I was like, oh, cool. And it also has a QR code on the back. So if somebody doesn't have an old phone and I thought, oh, I'll give it a shot. In reality, I could have just had a business card made with a QR code that kind of would have done almost the same thing. But this has my logo on it. And again, thanks to our good friend, Mark, over at podcastbranding.co. So um, that's something I do at business. That's something I do at business cards. Yes, that's something I do at, uh, what you call it, uh, conferences and conferences. stuff. Conferences, yeah. yeah. That's a great great way to, there's a, by the way, I think you need to have, there's not one way to do this. I love, you've oh, got absolutely. regular business cards. Some people really want those still. You've got kind of a yeah. digital card, right? That works great. Yeah. I've had, um, I've met people at conferences in, in asked that conversation, you know, I'll, we'll be chatting for a little bit. And I said, you know, I'd really love, uh, I'd love to interview you on my tech show. Would you be interested? And they go, yeah. And I'll say, well, what's the best way? And they'll go, like, just give me your phone number. I mean, and we, all of a sudden I have their text. Like, yeah, that works too. Right. You know, I'm, I'm always surprised at how, um, people, some people are just open to giving me their phone number and we just do it via text messaging. So be, I guess I'm saying be available in all those different avenues, even email. There's some folks who still live on email and I, I kind of do too. Um, so, you know, you may be exchanging emails. And sometimes I, without being, cause you don't want to be kind of rude, but I remember once somebody said, I'm really booked for the year. And I said, okay, cool. Should I follow up next year? And I said, and if it's just a case where you don't think you're a good fit, just say, I don't think I'm a good fit. And they're like, no, no, I'm not being like, like they kind of admit they're like, no, I, I know this sounds like I'm giving you the, the brush off. And that is the case. Sometimes, uh, no, it's not. No, it's really not. Now it took me three times to get Pat Flynn on my show because he kept having kids. And for some reason he thought the priority was to be with his wife. And I was like, what? That <laughs> so, guy, that yeah. guy. Yeah. So, um, but that's, uh, that's a new toy. And it was something I started playing with and was like, ah, like I said, that one, because I had my, well, here's the fun thing. You could get 10 of these and make your own with a free app for about 11 bucks. Um, this because, and here's the thing, having one made with your logo on it, that's the problem. Cause if you go to print these yourself, you've got it. I was going to get a sticker made and just put a sticker on it, like a yeah. clear sticker. Yeah, yeah. Have fun trying to get somebody to print one clear sticker for you. Right. right. No, no. So that's, that's where the, cause I think I could have bought this for like 13 bucks and then it was like another 20 to have your logo on it. And then you throw in shipping and it was like 40 bucks by the time it was done. 40 for one or do you get 40 for 10 for one? Okay. As I said, you could make your own for like 10 bucks. Now to be, it won't have your logo on it unless you have your own sticker. I guess if you've, and I actually looked at the mm -hmm. end of that. I thought I could go to like uh staples or something and buy 
clear stickers and then just run them through my printer and I couldn't find any. So, uh, that was, uh, the case here. And, I, and then I thought maybe sticker mule might have something, but now, you know, it's like, hmm, I was trying to, I was trying to, you know, cause somebody said when I was talking about this on Twitter and they were like, you do know you can buy 10 of those cards for like, you know, 10 bucks or like a buck yeah. a piece on Amazon. And then you get this free app. And then the app, I think if you bought the pro version was like $4. So if you want to make your own, you can make your own with this. It's just for me, I wanted the little logo and that's where, that's where the money kicked in. And there's all sorts of things like they make, um, they make, um, like an Apple watch band that can have it in it. So if you don't want to carry around a card, you can just here, hold on, give me your phone. You know, then it'll do. And I saw one I, I was going to suggest Libsyn get. It's just a little stand with your logo on it. And so if somebody, you could just say, hey, if you want more information about Libsyn, you can take our, you know, our brochures here or just hold your phone up to this thing and boom, it takes them to a page. So it's it's about the same. Again, could I not do that with just a QR code? Yeah, you could. You know, but now you got to. And I think thanks to our good friend COVID, more people are hip to, uh, to QR codes than they were two years ago. Well, the technology got easier. I, yeah. It used to be creating a QR code used to be weird. And, you know, you'd have to oh, have yeah. a service and some other things. And that's just all changed. And it did, I think, <laughs> when COVID hit, we put menus on, we put mm-hmm. for QR, you know, QR codes were the menus when you went someplace. Yeah. I think everybody was like, oh, oh, these are kind of handy. <laughs> you know, yeah. they've been around forever. Right. I mean, it's not like it's a new technology, but, but I think you're right. I think COVID was one of those things where people are like, oh yeah, I can just, I can just, and, and actually the, the technology in our phones got better. You can just go to the camera and just hold it over and it's fine. Like you don't have to have an app to do it. You don't, I mean, it's, it's pretty universal. So QR is a good, is a good way to go. If you want to, you know, you could get a t-shirt that has your contact information on that. And as you're talking to him, you just go, Take your phone out and point it at my shirt. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you I was, do a lot of those. I mean, we're not doing a lot of conferences, right? I was surprised somebody had one on the the back of their truck. So it was probably, I don't know, 10 inches tall. And I was like, is that going to work from here with me and my car? So I pull out my phone, pull it up, pointed it at the back of their truck, took me right yeah. to their website. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. huh. I yeah. was like, I might have to find a 10 inch sticker of my QR code. Um, so it's, uh, yeah. you have a better chance of that working today than you did three years ago. Oh, like if you had put a QR code on your car three years ago, yeah. most people have been, what, what, what now? Oh, you know, it's just like, oh, I want to see what that is. You know, just, yeah. just hold it up. What is it? Yeah. Well, and then be careful with that because there, I think it was New York city where a bunch of people put QR codes on stuff and it was a scam. It was like, oh, click here to buy yeah, stuff, you yeah, know. Yep, yep. Oh, and I and I go back to my early days of teaching the internet. Yes, many moons ago, I used to teach. Here's what the internet is, kids. Yeah. And uh, and I always did a before I started the class. I said the internet is a lot like Main Street. It's got bookstores and you know grocery stores, and on the other side, it's got bars, hookers, and drug dealers. Like mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on what side of the street you're walking on. So QR codes could be really, really cool things and could also then be used too. to scam you. Yes. Yeah, so. totally. totally. Always fun. Uh, I did see one thing. I just wanted to get your first impression of this. Let's see if I can read this. 
He says, this was from a Facebook group, and I see where I forgot to put their name, so my apologies for that. But it says, let's talk intros and sponsors for a moment. I have an intro, an intro for my podcast that is 12 seconds long. It's a fun music ditty that I created with my own voice doing the different parts as it was the style I wanted. Right after that is when I do my sponsors, and I have five sponsors on a normal podcast. I will say each sponsor what they are and how to reach out to them. With all five, this takes about two and a half minutes to do. Currently, I'm doing I'm doing a 5-10 quick episode every day for the next 42 days as part of an event, and I'm only saying their names and go to my website to find more information. That's a great strategy. Uh, this takes me about 30 seconds to do. I'm trying to figure it out if I should split up the sponsors and put some at the beginning, put them all at the end, put two at the beginning, one in the middle, two at the end. I'd be curious to see what others are doing with sponsors. I reached out to these people directly, so I don't have sponsors being added through my podcast site. Hmm. So what I'd love to know is how long is this show? Because when I first saw this, I thought he was saying, I do, I'm doing a five to 10 quick episode. I think I thought that is five to 10 minute episode. And if that's the case and he's doing two and a half minutes of ads, I'm like, that's a little to me disproportional. Because not fifty percent of your podcast is ads. If it's you know five minutes and it's taking you two and a half minutes of ads, it depends how good your content is. That's going to be it. You know. Uh, so I don't know. I we do our sponsors at the beginning. We do one in the middle. You know. Um, I now I'm doing them. You know, the ad read is a minute. You do about thirty thirty to forty seconds on. Uh, you know the. Um, based on a true story podcast.com Leo Laporte still does him in the beginning. He, he does. And they're They're, they're host read, but they're recorded. Right. So he just has a bunch of recorded and by, and then, you know, and by, and um, you know, they, they stitch that all together in post-production and put them out. He has a quarter of a million, you know, windows weekly has a quarter of a million downloads every single week with six or seven ads up front. And they're because they're red. That's they're not the long version of the ad. They're the short version of it. So they're the 15 second brought to you by blah, 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 mm-hmm. where you get the blah, 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 and the blah, 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 and by. So, you know, I, and then he does a long read in, in the show, not suffering for it. I mean, there's the, he, he, yeah. he's, he, he is the model I look to because he does it. So, you know, he does it so well and he's built that he's, they're suffering now a little bit because of COVID, but, um, but they've, they've been, they've been a, what I think has been a good model of the way to do advertising. Not everybody appreciates it or likes it. And I get it. Not everybody likes Leo Laporte. He can be kind of a different guy at times, but that's one way. I mean, that's the, that's the way he does it. Yeah. Um, coach Dave says, I was adding a shout out to my sponsors at the end of each episode. I don't think it worked well. The final 120 seconds is the least listened to. Yeah. That's why at the end, the 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 um, filet mignon of sponsorship is the mid roll. A lot of people think it's the pre roll, but there are more and more apps that you can set. Like if I when I was listening to Joe Rogan, well, uh, when I listen to Conan, it starts about seven minutes in because he does a bunch of ads. He does a bunch of yuck yuck with his co host. I'm like, no, I want to get to the interview, and it's like seven minutes in. So uh, a pre roll is not even. It's definitely valuable. It's better than a post roll, but the mid roll, because by that time your phone's probably in your pocket and you're walking around the neighborhood or whatever you're doing. So 
Um, and then the coach Dave again says, uh, I recorded a mid roll for my own show and tied it to a roadcaster pro button. I thought about doing that when we were doing our, uh, our awesome supporters, I was going to record a video and just play it. And you know, we could then go potty or whatever. Like well, here's the consistency. Th- I mean, you get yeah. c- good consistency when you do it that way. That way it's the same every time it's tight. It's succinct. It sounds good. You get an opportunity. Cigar Authority that I listened to after this yeah. show. They those are all recorded, and they're you know they're all recorded ads, and you get you get consistency. Some of those ads are funny enough that you know they're they they're little earworms where you start singing the jingles or you know that kind of oh, thing. Yeah. So, uh, Kyle says uh, I get way more engagement with the mid roll and links in my show notes and links on my webpage. Yep. Always do that and sell that when you do that, by the way, if you're doing ads, you could say, well, it's X amount of money to have your show, have your product in my description. It's another one to have them on the sidebar. It's another one to have them in the newsletter. And it's another amount to have me mention it on the podcast. It's so funny that you mentioned that though, because right now I have a deal. You can have all four of those spots for the, you know, affordable, easy payments of blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And they go, really? Huh? That sounds like a good deal. And then you sign here a minimum of three month, um, you know, subscription, et cetera, et cetera. And off you go. So uh, Chris says, if you have a lot of ads up front, I, I skip them. And yeah, I listened to uh, Adam Curry was on Joe Rogan. So I had to fire up Spotify to listen to it. And I found with Joe, you can't skip them. But what you do is when the ad comes up, you put your, your mouse at the end of like I can see where the spot was a minute and 12 seconds. So if I click at a minute and 11, it just jumps to that spot and it's done. So, but I always tell people, remember you're not Joe Rogan. So when they go, well, Joe Rogan has nine minutes of ads at the beginning. I'm like, yeah, he does. And he's Joe Rogan. He can, he can do that. If you're starting off and you got four downloads, you know, I mean, I'm listening to a show right now and they added, they went from one ad to three. And it's a short show. And I'm kind of like, hmm, you've kind of triggered me going because it, it just interrupts the flow. He's he's and he does a, a great job of saying right after this. And, you know, you know, I'll tell you and he teases it and that whole nine years. But I'm kind of like, didn't we just do one of those about four minutes ago? It just seems like every time we get a, a groove going, it's like brought to you by. And it's like, oh, no, hold on. And they're quick and they're to the point. I mean, they're not. It's just one of those. Where it's like this is only maybe a 10 minute show and you're going to do three ads. I was like, mm, I think you've, you've found my threshold for me. The YouTubers that I watch that I think are doing it well are opening with this segment, this show sponsored by, mm-hmm. and then they, and then a little, you know, 22nd and they have some video. It's kind of interesting. I'll, I'll listen through those. And then at the very end, they say, Hey, thanks to so-and-so for sponsorship of this show. And you know, we, we appreciate it. Blah, blah, blah. I think, uh, I, I think, and I make this mistake is trying to have three sponsors a show when I really could have one and do it, rotate it through a three week cycle or Mm. a month, you know, Hey, this month is going to be sponsored by this. And next month's going to be sponsored by that rather than having that sponsor for, for three months, just focus on one sponsor a month on that to be able to do it. And that's, those are affiliate sponsors, right? Whether it's wine.com or HelloFresh or, or audible, Right. Those are yeah. some real, some real popular ones. Just focusing on that one instead of trying to getting them all in. I, I make that mistake pretty constantly. Well, I know um, another way people are getting paid. I, I don't know why, 
I think I started watching Sex in the City because I thought it would give me insights into how women think. And so now, and I actually, I've binged the whole thing over the years. I binged it. And now I'm watching the new reboot, which is, is in my opinion, not great. But what's bad about it is they'll just surgery reboot. You mean? Yeah. Well, not even that it's, um, but it's, what's funny. It'd be like, you know, Jim, um, I was at McDonald's this morning and I was like, the one, it was, um, these little pads. Yeah, exactly. These little pads that you put on sore muscles and she literally, it'd be like me advertising an iPad is like, well, and she like did this. Like it was, it was an actual, like hold it up for the camera. I felt like she was at her. Yeah. I felt like she was at her, like a birthday party and she was seven. It's like, hold it up for the camera. And there are a bunch of those and just weird things. Like she was, she had a back problem. That was the whole point of this. And she said, I'm thinking of buying a new mattress is what she could have said, but she said a brand name. And I was like, man, there were a lot of bland, you know, my favorite one was they had a Peloton and her husband wrote it and then died of a heart attack. And I was like, I don't know that that's good product placement. And then did I not talk about this on the show? The guy's name is Christopher North is the guest. And so everybody was like, holy cow, Peloton, that wasn't good product placement. So literally like the next day or two days later, they had a new ad with him and it's him in this girl on a couch. And he's like, Hey, you want to go for another ride? And she's like, do you feel up to it? And he goes, Oh, I'm always up for another ride. And they've got all this sexy music and you turn and you pan and there's two Peloton bikes sitting there. And then that guy got like just me too to death. I was like, way to go. Middle-aged white guy hurting the brand again. Thank you, my friend. And so Peloton just dropped everything. They're like, we're just going to run away from everything to do with this show. Um, Anyway, Kyle says the one sponsor concept seems to be, seems to me lost on most podcasters. They want to cram 13 sponsors, which come off as a TV commercial and not brand loyalty. Again, I think we're going back to radio. And I'm just like, there was a reason people like podcasting in the early days. Uh, I watch one YouTube channel, which does a short opening, then right into the sponsor. But I know the ad ends at about the two minutes, so they yeah. so I cut to that part. Yeah, um, Jen Briney, and this is where uh, directs asks uh, value for value contributions, which by the way you can do on this show if you're listening. Newpodcastapps.com. This show is uh, uh, you're able to boost me and all that other fun filled stuff. Uh, directly asked value for a value contributions on congressional. She overdoes it a bit. In my honest opinion, it takes too long to explain over and over again as she works to change the culture. Yeah, she's, I love Jen. She used to do thank you shows and she started off her show. Cause she was like, Hey, I'm spending all this time in my show. Thanking my listeners that is taking away from time from the content. And then she started just doing thank you shows and she would start off her show and say, Hey, if you are new to the show and this is your first episode, don't listen to this one. And I was like, uh, I don't know if that's like, if you're giving information, I go, why don't you put that out for your, cause she has a Patreon account. I go, send the thank yous to the people that you're thinking, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I don't know. Cause it's, it's tricky. I mean, that's what I ran into. We started thanking the awesome supporters and all of a sudden, you know, six, seven minutes of, uh, you know, a lot. Yeah, I was like, eh, that 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 doesn't scale well. And and if you're gonna be giving shout outs, they better be paying decent cash for that. 
What do you mean? Are you thirsty? You like, again? I like I like more of this island coffee that I'm that I'm <laughs> drinking this morning. Chris, thanks for <laughs> it's island coffee. Deliciousness when you need to stay awake. Has uh <laughs> has anyone tried crisp? Uh I believe it is spelled with a K. I'm gonna be playing with it this weekend. It is some sort of app that is the video I saw on YouTube, which was from them. So you always kind of go, ah, that's the company doing that. It's a noise reduction tool. And on the video, there's a guy talking into a microphone with a guy standing behind him with a, like a a leaf blower, right? So he's talking and you hear this in the background and he turns on crisp and it eliminates him. And I was like, wait, what? And then I saw other people on YouTube that weren't the company. And I was like, huh? And they seem to be good. So I was just going to ask if anybody's heard of anybody using it or if they've tried it or whatever. But uh, I was like, that's kind of because I I see a lot of people in the in the groups this morning talking about bad audio from guests, which is a never ending struggle. And I was like, huh, that might be a solution. So I might have to do a Zoom call with myself today and have my laptop in the kitchen and then turn on a bunch of noise and see if I can get rid of it or something like that. But uh, Chris didn't appreciate my spot on sponsorship of <laughs> Island coffee deliciousness when you need to stay awake. The, uh, um, the, well, I think what we've realized in this zoom era that we're in is that most people's audio is terrible. And so there's now all these solutions coming up with ways to, you know, instead of just saying buy a good mic and get it closer, right. we're trying yeah. to take, you know, I, I just don't, I don't understand why there's not better, better solutions for this that actually involve better hardware. You know, we're trying to take these pucks, put them somewhere on the other end of the room and then filter the sound. So, it, you know, you're like garbage in garbage. Out. Start with good audio. Let's actually figure out some solutions where, People can get comfortable wearing uh, headphones on a lapel or a very, a very small headset that they put on something that looks good. Like I just, I'm yeah. not seeing very many innovative solutions around getting to the problem, which is getting the mic closer, not, not, yeah. not coming up with software to fix crappy audio to begin with. Uh, Coach Dave says, I love crisp. It's like a noise gate, but if you have a Rodecaster pro, double duty so it works if you're recording through your browser so that would be something like squadcast Streamyard. um it says it's compatible with zoom on their website uh, i've had chris for 18 months and he says i don't use it so maybe with a roadcaster he doesn't need it anymore but i just the, the other thing and you mentioned this right so there are people that you know haven't got the memo that you need a microphone yeah a and uh for me, I always say, because we all love to blame the, the guest. Well, it's the guest. What are you going to do? Mike, you tell them to get a microphone. Yeah. And, and I always say, because if you let somebody come on and they're like, hey, Dave, thanks so much for having me on the show. And you're like, it sounds like they're a mile away from the computer. And you let that get to your listeners' ears. That's your fault. Yeah. It's not the guest's fault. You're the one that let it get to the listener. And I was like, so, and that's just where I, I watched, um, it wasn't a documentary, uh, being the Ricardos. And the thing I loved about it, and so many people forget this, Lucy was a badass. Like, she was like, they're like, well, you can't, like, and you got to remember, this is back in, God, what, the 50s? 
who knows when 60s maybe yeah probably 60s. 60s yeah and lucy was pregnant with her second kid and they're like yeah we're just going to show it like instead of trying to have her hide behind couches and hold pillows she's just going to be pregnant in the show and they're like oh you can't do that and they're like well yeah we can and we are and they're like oh well the sponsor will never have it and they're like well they will if they want to continue to sell the product on our show yeah they will and it was just like, look, it's my show. I, and back then there were, what, three channels? And she had like a huge market share. Everybody's watching I Love Lucy. And she was like, no, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but um, it's my show. I'm the talent. And you don't tell me what to do. And if you don't, I'll walk. And it worked. And it was like, so when people go, yeah, but I got this person to come on my show. And I don't want to like, and like, no, no, it's it's your show. And you go, hey, here's... and." Somebody asked, I think, earlier in the chat, how do I ask people to come on the show? You know, but also explain to them how they're going to benefit, how you want it. You're going to make them sound super smart, super professional. And if somebody comes up and they sound like crap, then you just say, I, I, my goal here, again, is to make you sound phenomenal. Like you were saying earlier, Jim, you want to make the guest the star. And you're like, I can't make you a star if you're going to show up in a bunch of rags. And uh, <laughs> so, well, COVID actually made this worse for us because I think it's folks got on zoom and with a crappy setup and everybody else just tolerated it. They yeah. thought they sound okay. And you're like, yeah, no, I've, I've got, you know, I've got a, a co-host on one of the shows that keeps trying to do it through a puck, you know, through an audio puck that's on the other side of the desk. And I, mm, I'm like, no. what are, what are we using? Oh, oh, I'm just on, on, you know, I've been using it all week. Yeah. It's terrible. So get on, get on the mic I gave you, <laughs> like get the microphone out, put some earbuds in. Let's stop. Let's stop monkeying. You know, better than this. Let's stop monkeying around with it. And, um, it, the problem is Dave, they don't listen to themselves. They don't go back. They, you, they never hear how they sound. And I think if we could figure out a way to get them to actually watch yeah. it again, well, one, mm. they're afraid to, but two, if we could actually get them to do it, I think they kind of go, oh yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it does sound terrible. Actually, could you, could you, could you, you know, could could we work on this a little bit? Could you put? And they're all always worried about like putting a headset on. Like, yeah. put the head. We've got these really nice jobber headsets at work, and I, I have I have folks like, yeah, I don't I don't want to wear it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really care. Put the thing on. Like, it <laughs> needs to. I, I want to hear you, and it yeah. sounds a million times better. You know, 90%, this almost always seals the deal. I go, listen, 90% of the people who listen to this, listen to it audio only. They're never going to see you. Oh, okay. So, you know, we record on YouTube. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Then they just put it on. You yeah. Know, they're worried about how they look. And I'm like, don't, no, I, I'm worried about your sound. Stop worrying. Let me worry about that. You put that yeah. headset on so you sound great, you know. Yeah. Um. Craig says, I edited a podcast for another podcaster last week, and they had a dog barking in the background for 25 oh. minutes straight. That's when you go, hey, you know what? Uh, this has been great talking to you. Is there any way you can put that dog in another room and yeah. we'll continue? And if they go, I'm sorry, Sparky's just, he's a puppy. And, you know, like, you know what? Let me, let's just reschedule this then. Yeah. And we'll do it. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I get that sometimes if it's a celebrity and you've worked months on this. You got to kind of take what you get. But on the other hand, you know, it's. Um, I was I was listening to the One Nation Under Whiskey podcast the other day, and they were chatting, and the dog started barking. And the one of the hosts said to the other one, 
I need you to get that. I'll yeah. wait. Like, and they left that part in um, because mm-hmm. he said, oh, hold on. It'll stop in just a second. But, but it was like, I was like, oh, how great. I mean, these are two guys that have podcasted together for a long time. And I thought that was the most appropriate. Like, you know what? Let's, I need you to go take care of that because yeah. I hear it. You may not hear it like I hear it. I need you to go take care of that. And so it, it was just a smart, that was a smart podcaster right there. Well, and Coach Dave is saying, always good to do dry runs or pre-meetings. If I have somebody approach me to be on my show and I go, hmm, that might be a good fit. I say, first of all, can you send me a link to an interview you previously did? Because A, there's two reasons for that. One, I want to hear your audio quality. Two, I want to see if you can actually have a thought get out of your head in a fashion that isn't like annoying. And and then I will say, hey, I, I checked out your interview. You sound great, blah, blah, blah. Just so you know, because I've just met you, I reserve the right to not publish our interview. And if that offends people, I've had one person that said, well, I'm not going to do that then. I'm like, okay. You know, but if somebody says, no, I know I can bring value to your audience because they approached me, they're like, yeah, no, we're good. I've done my homework. I know you're yeah. going to love this. I'm like, okay, good. Because that way, the other thing I saw in the Facebook group is we, we kind of start to wrap up here is um, people that just don't have. Are we out of time, Dave? Is yeah, we're, yeah we're oh, you know, we would go more on this, but we're, <laughs> but we're people that people that don't have the balls for lack of a better phrase to tell somebody, uh, you know, that, that interview didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just like, yeah, I just tell them that it got eaten by something. And I was like, Oh, come on. You know, I have one of those in the hopper right now. We recorded it in India right after Christmas and the audio was just terrible. We it was dropping in and out and right. And I said, I've got a pretty good editor, but I'm not sure we can save this one just to be honest. So we're going to, we'll take a run at it. We may need to re-record it, just to be honest. That's it. And it's, so you just, yeah, it's just tell them, like, I want you to be presented in the best light possible, and we can't. Yeah. It's a novel idea. It's called honesty, and most people appreciate it. I know <laughs> I do. So, uh, Jim, what is coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv? Yeah, Christian Johnson, longtime guest host uh, uh, this week. We spend a little bit of time... Talking about budget home servers. So if you're in that space where you're trying to store a lot of stuff, maybe in the NAS space, great conversation. And then we look ahead to what's coming in the network space for 5G and kind of home internet and some of those things. Super nerdy, but I think a great conversation. We go an hour and a half. It's super great. You're going to join it. Home Gadget Geek stuff. Did you run out of time? Is that why you run? I did. Yeah. (laughs) At one point, I'm like, this is enough. (laughs) We've run out of time. Uh, on the School of Podcasting, I'll be playing with Crisp. You'll hear me play with it and give you my opinion on that. As well as, I keep threatening this and I haven't done it yet. I had somebody say, hey, why don't you do an episode on the things you use? And I was like, I think I've done this already. But I'm, I, I keep having that in the back and then I'll find something else. But that right now is what I think I'm going to be doing. But uh, thanks to everyone in the chat room. Thanks to Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Thanks to Dan at based on a true story podcast.com and James at uh, dogpodcastnetwork.com. And of course, all of our awesome supporters over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, where you can join and be awesome as well. Hey, just for the record, remember we, I said, hey, if we, if we quit doing shout outs, you know, people might leave. We had one leave. We've gained one person Monster back. Leave? We had a, a, an awesome supporter leave. Yeah. Uh, we had another person come in, and we had somebody. I I have to email them. Just went from five dollars to twenty. 
And so I'm going to give them a shout out for that. Nice. Uh, and so that, that'll be coming next week. And I just need to know what website they want me to uh, pimp. So thanks for sticking around. We'll be back next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. Mm-hmm.